season um this may not be the most popular episode but i figured i'd give my two cents before the season starts give my uh, predictions and uh it'll be cool to kind of circle back around at the end of the season to this episode and see how correct i was so we'll just jump right into it um i guess we'll go off like the standings east west um some sleepers uh some teams that are not going to make it they're going to be trash and the potential awards for the season so I'll start off with the East, the East, East standings. And um, to start off, I'm going to say for number one, I think either Boston or Miami is going to be number one. I don't think neither one of those teams will be bad this year. If if healthy, if they're both healthy, I think they'll be number one. I, actually, let me start off by saying if all teams are healthy and there's no like crazy scares or crazy injuries, um, this is my prediction. So, if healthy, I think Boston or Miami will be the number one, number two seed. Um, Milwaukee might be able to sneak in and get the number two from one of those two teams at the end of the season. But I think it will be uh, Miami, Boston, um, Milwaukee at a slot three. At four, I think this is where it gets a little tricky. There's a lot of good teams in the East. A lot of teams got better. A lot of teams have a lot to prove. Um, this season, so I think for four, it can either it can either be Cleveland or Cleveland or the 76ers. I'll just say the 76ers. I think that's a safe bet. I'll say the 76ers are number four. They got James Harden. He'll should be healthy. I think they're a little bit better, possibly. I won't know until I see them play. Honestly, the 76ers are a team to show you a lot up front and then come playoffs they're kind of worthless they don't ever really stick to what they show so potentially the 76ers could be number four um but i'm not gonna be surprised if cleveland takes that spot away from them. i feel like cleveland had a great year last year and they just got uh they were just victim to the whole um play-in i feel like if they would have got the opportunity to play in the playoffs they could have made some some rumbling kind of like the pelicans but the pelicans earned their spot from the play-in um, so I would say four, 76ers, five, Cleveland, six, mm, Brooklyn. I don't think Brooklyn's going to be great. I know they got KD, Kyrie playing the full season and Ben Simmons coming back to play. I don't think Brooklyn's going to be great. I think it's just one of those teams, just like the Lakers in Brooklyn last year, where it looks good, but, you know, honestly, you can't really, you can't really say anything until, um, you see them play until you see them in action, but I don't think they're going to be showing me much. I think they're all show, <clears throat> kind of like the 76ers. So, I don't think there's much there. I think seven, I think seven and eight after the play-in. So, actually, I should probably say from the play-in, I'm going to roughly say Atlanta, New York Knicks, Washington Wizards, and the Toronto Raptors. They'll most likely play for the play-in. And I think I don't really I don't really care for Atlanta. I don't really know how Trey Young and Dejounte Murray is going to work that out because those are two ball dominant players. And even though Dejounte Murray can play great defense, uh, I don't really see how that that whole offensive scheme is going to work. So 
I don't really see Atlanta making the playoffs, but if they do, I think they barely make it by playing in the uh, play-in, the play-in tournament. Um, Washington, they have a lot of good people. They got Bradley Beal coming back from injuries all season. They got Kristaps Porzingis, who's going to be pretty good. I think he'll be able to show himself off. Um, Kyle Kuzma, he's got something to prove. Uh, Rui Huchimaro, I know I just said I butchered his name, but he's pretty good. They got um, Will Barton. So Washington Wizards are pretty good, but I'm not sure. I I don't think they're going to do much, so I think they'll play in the play-in. Hell, they might even play a land in the play-in. And I think Toronto and New York, the Knicks are going to be trash. Honestly, like you're hearing it here first, Knicks are not going to be good. Jalen Brunson is not an addition that brings any type of tremendous value to making your team a playoff team. He's a good player, but the Knicks have a lot more baggage to deal with than, uh, you know, adding Jalen Brunson and thinking he's going to fix their problem. So I think the Knicks are going to be trash this year, and I think they play Toronto. Toronto's not bad. I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with, I mean, let's be real, Boston. Oh, shit, how did I forget Chicago? Matter of fact, okay, New York Knicks probably not going to make the playoffs. They're never going to make the play-in. Uh, Chicago will probably be six. I know I said, um, who did I say was going to be six? Whew. Actually, let me redo this list because I completely forgot about Chicago. And New York Knicks aren't going to make it. Charlotte is definitely not going to make it. Um, okay, so Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, 76ers, Cleveland, Chicago. Chicago will probably make it six. The East is kind of loaded. There's a lot of good teams and a lot of teams you can't sleep on. But I think Chicago makes it again. I think for seven and eight spot, Brooklyn Nets play Atlanta and uh, Washington Wizards play Toronto Raptors. I think uh, I think Brooklyn makes the playoffs. I think again, and they'll probably play Miami. I think uh, I'll say Washington. I think Washington might make the playoffs and they play Boston. Um, Bradley Bill, Jason Tatum, that'll be a nice matchup. And I'm really saying this way in advance. It's kind of crazy because there's still 82 games to be played. But, again, this is a whole prediction episode. So, we'll see how this lines up. I don't think Charlotte does anything. Most of them players are playing in – they're playing street basketball in prison than playing NBA basketball. They can't They can't, They can't. can't stay out of trouble. So, I don't think Charlotte does anything. Um, Orlando, they're a good young team. I just don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They'll probably make a run. Hell, I won't, actually won't be surprised if somehow at the end of the season – like Cleveland last year, they make a run to make the play-in tournament. But, again, that's what I'm sticking to. Um, I think Boston, Miami. Boston, Miami, and Milwaukee are just too good. Like they're, they're literally they – they have too many good players that they haven't given up. They play assisted basketball that's kind of unstoppable at times. They both or all three of them play great defense and great offense. So those three teams are for sure going to be top three. Um, don't know the order. It can literally interchange throughout the season, but I think those three will be top three regardless. And really, literally from four, five, six, and seven, that can interchange too. That literally can be Chicago at four. That can be Cleveland at four. That can be uh, Brooklyn at four. That can be 76ers at four. But to be honest, I think between Cleveland and the 76ers, that would be the fourth spot. But um, I'm kind of repeating myself here. I'll move on to the west side. West side, I feel like it's a little bit more clear, even though it also has a lot of great teams. I think for sure number one is going to be Golden State. I feel like just watching them play in the preseason, they've, they've gotten better. I, I dare to say it, but I feel like the Golden State Warriors have gotten even better. So I feel like they'll be number one for sure, if, again, healthy. Um, number two, 
I'm going to go on a limb and say the Clippers. The Clippers have a really good team. Kawhi's coming back. Paul George is coming back healthy. John Wall is healthy. Reggie Jackson. I mean, they were able to make a lot of noise last year with basically PG and Kawhi sitting out the entire season, and they were still doing damage. So I think I think the Clippers, they go number two. Um, number three, I'm going to go ahead and say this might be a stretch. Actually, three, four, and five, this is kind of hard. But I think between Dallas, Memphis, and Phoenix, that that's the battle. I don't. I honestly don't want to decide because those are all three good teams to watch out for. And I feel like Dallas. Uh, I don't want to say it so early, but I guess Dallas would be my sleeper team. I'll, I'll get back into that. Um, I guess I'll get back into that point a little later. But Dallas is going to be my sleeper team for the West, and I think they can definitely make noise and be number three, if not number four. I think Memphis is coming off a great year. John Rent. Young, healthy, but I think they're going to start off a little slow because of Jaron Jackson not playing for the first, I don't even know, I think month or two. I think he's coming off a of foot surgery, and I think he was off six months um, from having it in June, so he actually might not play until December, so they might struggle a little without him, and then they'll pick it back up, and they'll be able to you know, solidify their four spot. And I think Phoenix, sadly enough, I think Phoenix isn't going to be that good this year. Okay, to be fifth in the, in the West, that I mean, that's still a good team, but to be from to be number one two years in a row to just kind of crumbling in the playoffs off you know internal issues and then having DeAndre Ayton come back and basically just saying I'm here to you know get paid like I, I like it, it doesn't even feel like he has any like desire to play with them. You got the whole owner situation, which I don't feel like it would be a huge distraction because that should be in the that should be in the past. Like by the time they start the season, he's he practically has already sold this team. So. I don't think that'll be a huge issue, but I think more of their issues come from the internal side of things. I think internally they they have a lot of issues they need to, um, I hope, address. You know, with like Monty Williams, I guess, getting the respect of DeAndre Ayton and everything that comes with that. Because to be honest, I feel like even though Devin Booker and Chris Paul didn't play well, the whole team didn't play well for Game Seven. Um, honestly, I think DeAndre Ayton was a huge. Uh, Huge distraction. I think whatever he was pulling last last season in the playoffs kind of ruined them. So I think this year they don't really they don't really do what they've been doing for the past two seasons. I think they they fall to the fifth spot. Um, <laughs> now I think the Lakers Lakers just aren't serious. I I can't take them serious. Their 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 roster. Yes, they have LeBron. Yes, they have AD. Yes, they have Russell. Yes, they have Patrick. I think uh. Emotionally, yeah, sure, Patrick and, and Russell can carry them, maybe, to like get them inspired to go play real basketball. Because at times last year, they seemed like they didn't want to play. I don't really know what to <laughs> describe that type of play, but it didn't seem like they wanted to play last year. So I think Russell and Patrick Beverly, it can either go two, it can go one or two ways. It can go good where they're very emotional and they get the team inspired and they get the team to play a real hard and gritty. And you know, uh, Darvin Ham's system of getting Russell Westbrook to play defense. With that one-two punch of Patrick Beverly works out, um, or they it completely turns around and becomes a disaster, and they can never keep it together. I think Kendrick Nunn being healthy helps them. They have nice pieces. I love, I love, love, love Lonnie Walker. Loved him since Miami, since the University of Miami. I loved him when he went to the Spurs. Um, he's gonna he's gonna fit in regardless. He doesn't even have to score. He can just be a defender. He's really athletic. Anthony Davis, if he can just stay off the fucking bitch and out of his street clothes. He can be a problem for the any other, any team. Like, any team that the Lakers play, he could be a problem. But he has to stay healthy, and that's on him. He can't be getting 
you know, sprained toenails and being out for, you know, two months. So I'm hoping he can stay healthy. LeBron's going to do what LeBron does. I mean, at this point, LeBron's just adding to his resume. He doesn't even need to make the playoffs, doesn't even need to make the finals, whatever the case may be. But it's still nice to see a player of his caliber do great things. And I feel like the Lakers organization and all the players they have with him are just wasting his talent in his last years in the NBA. Um, So I say the Lakers make it to the sixth spot. Um, Seventh, I'm going to be biased and say Portland. I know Portland's on a rebuilding stage. You know, I, I know we didn't have the best year last year. Actually, you know, I'm sleeping. Let me put the Pelicans at six. I don't know why I even said that. Pelicans would be six because they're really good. Zion's coming back. Brandon Ingram's coming back healthy. CJ McCollum's now here with the team from the start to the finish. So I know that would be a huge addition. They got Herb Jones. They got Trey Murphy. They got, I think, was it Vucevic? Or I'm, I'm probably... Vasquez, I'm, I'm I'm forgetting his name, but they have the big man. They have a good team. They're going to be healthy, so I think Pelicans will be six. I completely will scrap that Lakers pick. And you know what? Lakers will have to play the play-in. And I think the Portland Tra- Trailblazers will have to play in the play-in. Sadly enough, if the Portland Trailblazers are able to make it in the five, if we're able to take – I'll honest to God say if the, if the Portland Trailblazers can make it in the playoffs, I say either we take the Pelican spot or the Pelicans and the Portland Trailblazers take the uh, Phoenix Sun spot. And they kind of go, they fall down five and six between the Pelicans and Portland Trailblazers. I don't really know how that will work. But I won't be surprised if Phoenix has to play in the play-in. To be honest, I will not be surprised whatsoever. But I'm going to respect the players on that team and their coaching staff and all that and say they make it to at least the fifth spot. Um, I think Portland will be really good this year. I don't think they'll be great. I don't think they'll be like, you know, number one seed. But I think they can really make problems in the NBA. Sadly enough, even if we were to be good this year, we would still have to play Golden State and they... Again, I believe will be a problem. And you know what? Before I even continue with this, let me just say, as great as Gold State will be, I will be happy if they can win a championship because that gives every reason for Draymond Green to walk away. Because let's be real for a second. Draymond Green does not have an extension. And the fact that they gave Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, and granted, those are great players. They're young players. They deserve the contract they just had because that basically solidifies the Golden State Warriors uh, dynasty a little bit longer. But for them to be basically uh prioritized to get new contracts um and Draymond Green still hasn't got an extension or anything he's been basically asking for it for the past uh what year and they said I'm giving it to him I mean that says a lot that basically tells me they have more uh faith in you know Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins leading into another championship than uh Draymond Green so truly I do believe if Draymond Green stays the entire season he will be either traded or let go after this season, win a championship or not, I would just prefer them to win a championship. So it makes every sense that, hey, I don't deserve or I don't really I don't have to I don't have to stay here like I can leave. I won five championships with you guys. Time to move on to better things. But sadly enough, I do see it coming. Hell, I I, I won't be surprised if they trade him. Well, I, I kind of will be surprised if they trade him at the trade deadline. But I see him personally going to Portland. I think Portland makes a good fit for him. It's a good role for him. Dr- uh, Draymond Green, Damian Lillard have basically expressed wanting to play each other multiple times and Damian Lillard is another like Steph Curry type of player where Draymond Green can thrive off that type of play but ultimately I don't think Draymond Green stays after this season and to be honest um I won't be surprised if he goes to Portland but yeah I don't think he stays with Golden State but I think Golden State does really good this year regardless of the whole pool and Draymond Green situation um it will be distracting but I think their team is so good that it, it really doesn't even make any sense like don't fix it if it ain't broke. Um, so going back to the whole 
standings. I think Portland plays in the playing tournament, even though I want them biasly not to have to play in it. I think OKC, they might be dead ass last in the West just because Shy Shy what's his name? Shy Gilgis Alexander. I call I call him Shy Glizzy. But you know, Shy Glizzy's gonna be out for a few games. I think he's not gonna be out for the whole season, but he's gonna be out for a few games for the opening part of the season. Chet is out for the whole season. And that was like their kind of turnaround to get the team going. So I don't even think they're gonna really do good this year. Utah isn't bad. I don't think they do great, but they're not bad. But they could potentially make the playoffs. Houston could potentially make the playoffs. They could potentially make the play-in. I, I think Houston is really good. Jalen Green, I don't think people understand how good of a year he had because even though he was a rookie and he didn't come in doing Kobe and LeBron numbers, I mean, people forget he had 40 points in his last game. And that, that says a lot about 40 points in the NBA season is not easy regardless of how many shots you allow a player to get. 40 points is not easy. And for a young player, a rookie of Jalen Green's caliber to come in and, and, and basically drop 40, I think he averaged like 25 the last second half of the season after the All-Star break. So Jalen Green is going to be really, really, really good this season. Kevin Porter Jr. just signed, um, I think, an extension. Um, I mean, he's going to be good. He already is good. Josh Christopher, I'm, I'm a fan of him. Love Josh Christopher. I think Houston Rockets have a very young team, a good team. Nothing like the uh, OKC Thunder, but I think they'll be good. Houston Rockets will be really good. Um, but they might be they might be able to make the playoffs. Um, I'm kind of getting oh I forgot about Minnesota. I think Minnesota they make the playing. So Portland, Minnesota, maybe Houston, maybe Utah make the playing. Um, you can switch one of those last two teams I just said with Sacramento, and they might potentially make it too. But I think yeah, for sure San Antonio doesn't make it. OKC doesn't make it. I think I'll be doing Minnesota a disservice with Ant, Ant-Man, D-Lo, Cat, uh, what's his name, Gobert. I think I would do them a disservice if they don't even make the play-in. They have a good team. Those those players I just named will definitely be good enough to help them make the team or make the playoffs. But to be honest with you, last year they actually had, I think they had the number one defense in the NBA, which is crazy to think about from how bad they played against the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs and how they literally – gave the games away um i can't see i just don't see how they're going to be playing defense because rudy gobert as your big man and putting all your trust in him to have the twin towers like that to me does not make any sense because gobert is grounded literally hear me out for a second there's no way in hell rudy gobert can be defensive player of the year and you got niggas literally licking their chops for him to guard them so he he can get cooked. Like, they're literally looking at their chops for him to get switched up on them so they can cook him. That's not going to work. And then you got Cat. If you actually pay attention, his perimeter defense, especially when the ball is moving, is trash. Like, he cannot get to where he needs to be or rotate properly to stop an ounce of offense. Like, the man is like, he looks lost most of the time. Ant-Man and D'Lo, I think they're going to do their thing. I think they're going to have a great season, especially Ant-Man. Big, big, big fan of Ant-Man. I think he's not even... I don't even think he's 23 yet, which is crazy. The man is, like, super talented. And if anything, he needs to go to another team because there's just no way in hell he's going to thrive for many years in Minnesota unless they just turn, learn how to turn the switch or get the right players or I don't know. But Ant-Man is just really good, and he's going to have a hell of a season this year. But I don't. I think I'll be doing a disservice if I say they don't make the, at least the play-in. But at the same time, 
I don't see them making it high in the rankings simply because their defense is very questionable to me. There's players who can definitely play defense on the team, but Cat and, and Rudy Gobert being like your basis of defense, knowing that Gobert and Cat sometimes have their flaws just thrown out there on display, like in 4K for everything to be seen, like how they can be exposed. It's it's not looking good for them. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they make it that far. Uh, I, as I said before, I'm very biased with Portland. That's my team. But I'll be real with you. I don't think they're going to do good this year just because there's a lot of question marks at hand. If they can, hey, if they can show up, that's fine by me. I hope they prove me wrong. But I think at best they can get to that seventh spot play in. And, you know, that eighth spot is really for anybody. That's anyone's game. That's uh, Houston's game. That's Sacramento's game. I think Sacramento, I think Sacramento makes the push to make the playoffs. And to be honest, I think maybe for the first time, Maybe they make the playoffs this year. I think Sabonis is supposed to. Yeah, Sabonis is on the Kings. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk. They just got that rookie. I forgot his name. He's really good. So I think they actually make a push this year and actually make the AC spot. Um, but, you know, that's kind of anyone's game. Hell, Houston might not even make it to that eighth seed game. And Sacramento might play Utah. Utah, I don't think it's going to be bad at all, but I don't think they're going to be great. It's just like they have some good players. They got Colin Sexton. They got. Uh, Lori Mark, I, I forget how you say his name. He played with the Chicago Bulls and they got rid of him. I, th- I think they can make something shape, but yeah, those are my standings. I think I'm pretty firm on it. Spoiler I was not firm on it. Um, and I, I said I was going to go into like the sleepers and wild cards. I think the sleeper, as I already mentioned, for the West are definitely the Dallas Mavericks, seeing that they just had a great season or really a great playoff push against the Phoenix Suns last year and upsetting them at Phoenix, I think they make an outstanding push this year and become the third seed behind the Clippers and the Warriors. And honestly, you could you could make the, the claim, the argument that the Clippers could be a sleeper. They have a, a lot of good pieces and a lot of good players that can, you know, make problems for anybody. So... You could say Clippers, you could say Dallas, but I I say Dallas just because I feel like they're still going to be slept on. I think they could potentially make the third seed, but I'm going to be upset if they only go like to the sixth seed or they barely make the play-in, but we'll see. There's a lot of good teams in the West, and I can't disrespect the New Orleans Pelicans. Actually, I just named six teams and completely forgot to mention the Lakers could potentially be seventh seed. I don't know, man. I don't trust the Lakers. I, I, I literally would not be surprised they don't make the playoffs again. They are... Not a very good team. I do not trust them. So, actually, let me reiterate that because I know I named six teams. I said Golden State, Clippers, Dallas, Memphis, um, Phoenix. Damn, I forgot about Denver, too. It's going to be a sad day for these boys because some of these teams are not going to make it. I still do believe Portland's going to make the play-in. I still do believe Minnesota will make the play-in push. Maybe, maybe not because I forgot about Denver. I don't think Denver's going to be great. I think Denver's going to be okay. Actually, I'm lying. They got Jamal Murray. I don't know. That's hard. That's tough. That's tough. I I still don't think the Lakers. I'm trying to I'm trying to make it seem like the Lakers are gonna make it, no matter what. And they're just not. They're not giving me what I need. But I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. Mm, that's tough because New Orleans Pelicans are definitely making the playoffs. Denver, I don't know. Lakers, I don't know. Portland, I don't know. Minnesota, I damn sure don't know. So you know what? I'm gonna say fuck it. 
Sacramento, San Antonio, OKC, Utah, they're not making the playoffs. Um, and the seventh and eighth spot can go between Denver and the Lakers and Portland and Minnesota. I'm just going to keep it at that because it'll be too confusing at this point. But again, I know I kind of got sidetracked from what I was initially saying. Sleeper team, Dallas. Um, a team, I guess, you can not have to worry about in the West for sure is going to be San Antonio. You don't got you don't got to worry about them. You don't have to worry about them. Um, and a wild card, like I guess I was just speaking about, like that could potentially make a push or it could potentially bust. I would say that's either between Phoenix and Minnesota. It's one of those two teams. And because Chris Paul and Devin Booker are on the Phoenix Suns, I'm just going to say Minnesota. Them dudes, I wouldn't bet my money and then they scare me. So I'm going to say Minnesota is a wild card for the West. Now, going to the East. Um, let me see a sleeper team for the East. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm gonna give two sleepers. I'm gonna give a legit sleeper, and I'm gonna give a like a like a low key banger. Like you know, they might they might not even make the playoffs, but they're still a good team. My first sleeper is going to be Cleveland. I think, and that might be an obvious sleeper. I think Cleveland's gonna be really good. I think Cleveland's gonna really, with Donovan Mitchell, really do damage. Uh, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Mobley, Mo- Mobley brothers. They have both Mobleys on the team. Uh, Garrett Allen, like they got, they, <laughs> they got a lot of good pieces, and they definitely can make a push. So I think they'll be the sleeper for the for the East. Now my my low key banger sleeper is Detroit. Detroit Pistons have a lot of good people on their team, and I think what's his name, uh, Jaden Ivey. He's he's raw. He's going to be really good. They got Marvin Bagley. They got, uh, what's his name? Sadiq Bey. They got, um, oh my goodness. I think they got a Bondanovich. They got somebody they just got before like training camp started. Um, I mean, you could go down the roster, like literally look at, look at the Detroit Pistons roster. They got some bangers. They got some good players. So all I'm saying is just pay attention to who they have. They don't be surprised. They do damage in the East. Um, Wild card, wild card. Who would I say would be a wild card? Definitely the Brooklyn Nets. Either Brooklyn or the 76ers. But I'm going to say Brooklyn just because all you have in Brooklyn is Ben Simmons, Kyrie, and KD. And honestly, I do not trust them. Kyrie and KD are definitely going to work. But when it comes to defense, Ben Simmons can't guard all five positions. He's not going to guard all five players at once. So defensively, that's when Brooklyn. And then on top of that, Steve Nash is not a good coach. I don't know why or for what reason people try to make him make it seem like he is a great coach and he deserves the praise he gets because all he is is a great point guard, one of the greatest point guards of all time. But as a coach, I don't fucking think so because he cannot make the adjustments and it showed when he played. You know what? I'm not going to say it like that. Boston Boston won some, some close games in the playoffs, but Steve Nash is not a good coach and I think Brooklyn Nets will be the wild card um, for the East. And the... Team that's just gonna like you don't have to worry about Charlotte. You can you can book them niggas. You you can them niggas not making it. You can you can have them. They not making it. They not making a push. They not making no problems whatsoever. So yeah, they can <laughs> they can they can go ahead and watch the playoffs from Michael Jordan's house. Um, now moving along to like the potential award winners at the end of the season. I got MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player, Coach of the Year, um, 
Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, Six Man. Okay, there we go. Um, so starting off with the Six Man of the Year, that's gonna be tough. Let's let's take a look. Six Man of the Year. Who's gonna be coming off the bench? I think Russell potentially will be coming off the bench. Don't think he's gonna be six man. ATL, no six men. Uh, New Orleans, no six men that I can think of there. Golden State, hey, if Jordan Poole comes off the bench, six men for sure. He should have been most improved last year. I don't understand how John Morant, a lottery pick, is most improved. Lottery pick, I think it should be, I think it should be put in in writing or like in a contract or whatever. I don't know. Most improved players cannot be lottery picks. You cannot be picked within the first fourteen to twenty picks. And be considered most improved. You are expected to play at that level, regardless of if you, if you improved your numbers or not. That doesn't make any sense to me. Jordan Poole was not considered to be this star that he is, and the fact that he didn't get most improved last year was kind of crazy. But if he comes off the bench this year, for sure six man. Clippers, oh John Wall, he can be the, he could be a six man. Truly, Victor Oladipo, Miami, for sure, for sure can be six man of the year. Victor Oladipo. Jordan Poole, John Wall, those are like legit six-man candidates. Uh, Boston, Ma- Malcolm Brogdon, he could be a six-man. I'm going to say, based off the the seeding, because you know you know how the NBA does. It's a politics game. Based off the seeding, knowing that Golden State will be number one, knowing that Miami could potentially be number one. Um, oh, but you know what? Clippers with John Wall, that's a whole story that the NBA can milk. So that's actually kind of tough because Victor Oladipo, I feel like he's definitely going to come in the season playing his ass off unless Tyler Hero comes off the bench. So that's tricky. So you know what? I won't even I don't even know how I can go off that just yet because Tyler Hero was very deserving of the sixth man of the year last year. But I don't even know what the Miami's like what their lineup is going to be like. Victor might start. Tyler might start. Who knows? So, you know what? I'm just going to just skip over them, even though they're candidates. I'm not even going to pick them. Um, Going to. Going back to Golden State, Jordan Poole, definitely a major, major uh, pick to be six man because he's going to be he's going to be balling out of his mind this year. I truly believe that. So as I just said, it's going to be you know a, a politics game. The NBA is going to try to find a way to you know milk a story out of some shit. So I think John Wall's going to six man of the year. I think John Wall stays healthy. He plays the entire year. He plays good. You know, puts his numbers up. Everyone's like, oh, John Wall, he was out of the he was out of the league for basically the last five years, couldn't stay healthy. Now he's on a contender team. Easily, easily six man of the year. They're gonna milk that shit until you're tired of hearing John Wall's name. But in the case that John Wall's not healthy, I say Jordan Poole stays healthy the entire year and uh he gets six man of the year. So I'm gonna stick to that. And then um moving along to the defensive player of the year. I think a guard for sure wins it. And I, I kind of hate the disrespect Drew Holiday gets. I think Drew Holiday deserves to be at least top two defensive player of the year because everyone in the league respects and claims Drew Holiday is one of the toughest players, the toughest players to get by. So I say either Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart, D. Mitch out of Sacramento, I feel like I always butcher his first name, but D. Mitch out of Sacramento is really, really good. Like, he is, like, horrendous defensively. So, I say Drew Holiday 
or D. Mitch for sure. For sure wins defensive player of the year. If they give it to a big man, and you know what? I'm not I'm not mad with Draymond Green winning it. Draymond Green, if you actually watch him play defense, the man is very good at defense. I think people just kind of the overshadowing of his mouth and like his antics kind of, you know, get people to believe he's not good at doing anything, but he's actually really good on defense, whether you like him or not. So I'll throw him in there and he'll be the only big man I'll consider to win the award. But honestly, no, um, I don't want to see another big man win an award that they don't deserve. Rudy Gobert, uh, whoever the fuck they'll pick. Like, no, that's just, that, that can't be it. So, I'll definitely put as my top two Drew Holiday or D. Mitch out of Sacramento because those guys are a problem. Well, I gotta give it. I gotta give a decision. So I'll just as a wild pick, I'll just say D. Mitch. As a safe pick, I'll say Drew Holiday. Um, moving along to Rookie of the Year, there's a lot of good rookies, but I think the only one that makes sense is Paolo Banchero out of Orlando. He is so good. So good. That man's gonna be so raw. Um so I'll I'll just I'll keep it at that. That's that's kind of a no brainer. Um most improved player. Again, I feel like it should be Jordan Poole just because he's probably gonna play even better this year. And I feel like he deserves that that recognition. But if the NBA just kind of skips over him, um that's gonna be tough because who who should win? Most improved player. I think a lot of people are on our radars, and they would basically have to be nobodies, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to say, like, Washington, Rui, Hachimuru. I think I said his name right. He could be potential most improved. Maybe um, maybe Jalen Brunson. I don't think so. Maybe Ant Edwards. Ant-Man, but, I mean, he's been playing on his mind. Maybe Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green could be considered a most improved candidate. As I said earlier, he's going to be a real big problem. Um, a really big problem. And I think he makes enough noise to get that. Um, and I think Simmons in Portland, I think he was a candidate last year, and potentially he could be a candidate this year. Uh, if he is, I think he's going to be playing good this year. I think he could be considered... Honestly, this is probably the toughest one. Oh, that's going to be tough because I don't know who they would consider. I don't even know who they would consider most improved, but I definitely think, um, yeah, I don't even know. But I'm just going to basically, as a safe bet, say Jordan Poole. Um, as a close second, maybe Jalen Green, if they consider him a most improved player. Um, but, yeah, I'll say Jordan Poole because he deserved it last year. And he's probably going to play even better this year. So, Jordan Poole, maybe Jalen Green, maybe Ant-Man. Um, but, yeah. And now, moving to MVP. MVP is going to be crazy. I think Luka can definitely win it. I want to be biased and say uh, Dame. I think Dame's going to be playing out his fucking mind. But I feel like every year Dame plays good or bad, regardless, they just disrespect him because they're like, oh, they're not, really a, they're not even a playoff team or they're too low as a playoff team. But... As you saw, the Joker, Jokic, he won literally MVP as, what, the sixth or seventh seed and got their ass swept two years in a row. So I feel like they just kind of change the criteria every year to, again, fit that whole politic story that they can sell to, you know, 
viewership and you know it's it's good for basketball to see European players win it because then it expires or not expires inspires uh, European players to play harder and bring more competition to the NBA. But I just feel like it's kind of unfair because we'll sit here and meet these criteria for certain players and then we'll go to the next player and be like, well, he's facing all these adversities. He deserves this. He deserves that. So um, I would love to see Damian win it because I feel like he was deserving at least of considerations the, the past couple of years he played. And I think he's being healthy. He said he came from a, a abdominal, abdom, damn, I cannot speak, an ab injury. He came from an ab injury that he said he was dealing with for the past five years. So that's pretty scary to see that if you watch all the film of him playing for the past couple of years, he was playing hurt. So I can only imagine what he's going to be looking like this year healthy. But I know they're not going to give it to him. He's not even going to get the consideration. So I think Luka wins it. I think Luka, as young as he is and how how much we talk about how young he is, and Jokic has won it twice, Giannis has won it twice, those guys are going to be treated like LeBron when he won it four times in a row. Like To be honest, LeBron is in the MVP considerations every year. Arguably, he should be in MVP considerations every year. And yet, we'll sit here and say, well, you know, he's he can't win it every year. So, you know, we try to kind of brush him off and say, like, oh, if he's on the MVP considerations, that means he's not really goaded anymore. But we, I mean, we all know LeBron is doing, you know, crazy things right now. But we're, they're not going to give it to him. So, Giannis and, and Jokic, they're going to get that treatment. And I think... Luca and Joel are definitely going to be in like that in race. I think hell Joel might even win it this year because I feel like he low key got cheated last year. I feel like you know kind of goes back to the whole European story and they're going to kind of keep trying to do it with Luca. Even though Luca is deserving of the consideration, it just again, NBA is becoming more of a politics game and however they can sell a story to get more people involved and and buy into their their product that they have that they're trying to sell the better. So I think Luca wins it. I don't think Joel brings much of a story or aspiration for the NBA to sell something off that. So I think Luca being, you know, 23 years old or 21 years old and he's doing this and that, like just like Derrick Rose being the youngest MVP, they can sell that. So if Luca plays healthy and he plays really good, he's going to win it easily. I know I just went on a little rant, but I feel like that's going to come down to the considerations for MVP and coach of the year. Ooh, Tyron Lue. I think Tyron Lue wins it. I think I don't think I don't even think he's won it the past couple of years. But knowing how good they're going to be this year, and knowing Eric Spoelstra is going to do the thing he does with the Miami Heat, so there's nothing new there. Knowing Boston's out of a coach, we you know we all know that that dog, <laughs> that dog that Boston needs ain't going to be there. So knowing that Boston's not going to have their head coach, their legit head coach, um, noting Golden State Warriors with Steve Curry, he's always going to do amazing things. So. I think being the Clippers will be, like, top three. I think, actually, now I'm thinking about it, I think because they'll be top three with, with the Dallas Mavericks, if the Mavericks win, or I'm sorry, if, if Luka wins MVP, I think Jason Kidd potentially wins Coach of the Year. If Luka doesn't win MVP, I think Tyron Lue is considered for Coach of the Year because I think he's going to, with all of his weapons, he's going to be a scary coach all season. I mean, literally players and coaches say he's, if not the best, the most scariest coach to go against because he doesn't even need Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to really put you at, like, a, a disadvantage. Like, he can really take advantage of your team. So, I think Tyron Lue is coach of the year this year. I think he causes problems. And, um, you know, he, he shows all of his uh, trump cards with Kawhi and PG and uh, John Wall and Reggie Jackson. They got a team. But, anyway, 
I think that does it for this episode. I think I kind of went down the list with everything and everyone that I feel like will be something to watch. Um, the season starts Tuesday, um, the 18th. I think we're going to be in a treat. It's crazy to even to even say this, that the, the season's literally starting on the 18th, and it felt like just, just yesterday that I was watching Golden State win game, what, six? Game six in, in Boston? Or did they win game six in the Golden State? Either way, it's crazy to even... It's crazy to even say that. Like, I literally just watched them win. I literally just watched them celebrate. I literally just watched Jordan Poole have the, you know, I guess best offseason of his career. Uh, Steph Curry also having the best offseason of his career just to come around the corner and see Drew Green punch the shit out of of Jordan Poole and literally get knocked out. But regardless, basketball's back. Um, I think I, I made all my points, and I can't wait to return and, and hear this this episode and see how correct I am or how horribly wrong I am but it'll be fun to uh, see the season play out and I hope that yeah I hope I hope I'm right I, <laughs> I really hope I'm right but yeah NBA is back and what better way than to overanalyze everything catch you on the next episode